Hey guys, welcome to the Tweet Coast Church Podcast. So glad that you could join us. Now prepare your hearts for another inspiring message from one of the Tweet Coast Church crew. I've got a unique message on this Sunday to, to share for you people. And, and today, here's the thought today, is that don't throw away your confidence. Don't throw away your confidence. Uh, I was just in my devotions this this week, and God, like that, just said, this is what I want you to speak on. I wasn't reading this passage of Scripture. God just said, I want you to speak on this thought because there's some people today, in this moment, might be the very seat that you're sitting in, need this message today. So I'm going to be preaching for you today. Don't throw away your confidence. Turn to the person beside you and say, don't throw away your confidence. Don't throw it away. See, here's the scripture in Hebrews 10, 35. It says this. They're talking. <laughs> Hebrews 10, 35. Okay, forget that scripture. It's 10, 35. It says this. Do not throw away your confidence, for it will be richly rewarded. Do not throw away your confidence for it will be richly rewarded i reflected this week on times that i'd lost my confidence i reflected on times in my walk of faith that i'd lost my confidence even in leading that i'd lost my confidence two things that stood out to me your things might be different one was when i began to worry about what people thought lost my confidence it's like instead of worrying about what Jesus thinks and living for him, the audience of one, began to worry about what people thought. Lost my confidence. Your things might be different. Another time, remember that when I, I, I'd been personally wounded by what people had done, I shrunk back, lost my confidence. But I needed to take ownership of that all at the same time. I love that scripture that says, do not throw away your confidence. Sometimes we we think that confidence is taken from us, that joy is taken from us. Well, if joy is taken from us, if the kids just got rid of your joy, well, I don't know whether God gave it to you in the first place because, you know, if, if your boss took your joy or your confidence, uh, it's obviously not coming from God because God's, God's confidence is it's coming from Him and Him alone. Joy is coming from Him alone. This scripture here reminds us that we need to take ownership of our confidence to live for the Lord that don't throw away your confidence don't throw it away but hold on to it this is what we see it read it in context in Hebrews 10 is this remember those earlier days the writer of Hebrews writing to a church godly church remember those earlier days after you had received the light after you were born again when you endured in great conflict, full of suffering, sometimes you were publicly expo exposed to insult, insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison and joyfully accepted the, con the confiscation of your property because you knew that yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Now, here's the scripture, verse 35. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded 
you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what has been promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous people, my godly people, Tweekos Church, they will live and walk by faith. And I take no pleasure, God speaking, in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are safe. And are safe. You see, maybe you have lost your confidence. Maybe you've taken some blows. Maybe just from life. Maybe from people around you and you've lost your confidence. Maybe you've lost your confidence through uh, when things didn't turn out the way that you thought uh, they would have or, or should have. And you've lost your confidence. Maybe you've lost your confidence because you thought people were against you and saying things against you. You've lost your confidence. The good news is today that by the time we've finished, I'm believing for confidence and courage to come into your life, to live for the Lord, to follow the Lord's plan, to follow the Lord's call for your life. Whatever it is, to step in with great confidence, casting off fear, not throwing away your confidence, but stepping into a new season in God, in Jesus' name. From this passage, we see... Three things, really, that I'm quickly going to look at. The first thing is this, how we build our confidence, how we uh, allow God to revive our confidence. Number one is, is this, remember the past. R- remember the past. You, you say, John, I want to forget the past. <laughs> I want the past to be past. Anybody, anybody can come on, shake your hand, do something. With, you want it, you'd say, the past is past. I just want that to fit. You've got to understand something. There is a powerful thing to be followers of Jesus to remember what God has done in your past. It's a powerful thing to remember the past. That's what the writer of Hebrews said. He begins to say, hey, remember when you got born again? Remember when you got saved and then God got you through this and then he got you through that and then he got you through this. Then you walk through this to the point where people are just totally persecuting you. But you know what? God got you through that again. See, this is how you build your confidence, church, is that you remember the past. Remember what God has done for you. Now, maybe your journey of faith is is still maturing in the sense that it's early days and so there's not much past between you and God to think about. Well, in a moment, we're all going to help you because you will soon be in the future where you're looking back at your past and you will see the goodness of the Lord in your life. Can you say amen, somebody, today? See, in the Old Testament, we see that the Israelites, they escaped from Egypt by God's hand. And for 40 years, they actually walked through the wilderness for 40 years through the leadership of Moses Then, as you know, they came to the promised land, the the land that God had promised them, a land flowing with milk and honey, but now it's through the leadership of Joshua. And so the promised land was the opposite side of the Jordan River to where the Israelites were, about 1.5 million Jewish people that were on this side of the promised land. But God has said, you know what, I'm taking you into the promised land. And so a miracle had to take place. A miracle had to take place through their faith. And this is what God said to Joshua. He said, you know what? I want you to get the priests. I want them to get the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the presence of God. And I want you to get the priests. And I know that the river, the Jordan River is swollen because it's flood time. And I know it's bigger than usual. And 
physically, normally you couldn't cross this river. But I literally want you and the priests to go and begin to step in the Jordan River. So this is what they did. They began to step. Now, this is a lesson on faith. That Sometimes it looks like the, the thing's swollen and it's too big to cross. But you know, one step into something. This is what happened. The priests began to step into the Jordan River and instantly began to stop upstream. Begin to stop upstream. I love that because I'd imagine that it took some time to, to, to actually stop to the point down here. If it stopped upstream, it took some time so that they could cross right here. Sometimes when you take a step of faith, it just takes time. But you need to understand something, that God is working, that God is at work. Just because it's not working here, you've got to understand that God is working there and it's going to come to pass your way. And so this is what they began to do. They began, then they began to stop and then began to dry up a little bit. And all of a sudden, there was a wall of water. There was a wall of water. And also, all of a sudden, the priests were commanded to go and stand halfway in the middle of this swollen river, which was now dry. And then Joshua was like, righto, guys, let's go. And so 1.5 million people are walking across. How long does it take for 1.5 million people to cross the river? I'm telling you, those priests were buffed by the end of the day. I'm telling you, this you're all right back there, Nathaniel? Yeah, I'm all right. How about you, Matthew? Well, struggling. You know, his biceps are quivering, just holding that, that thing. This is the important thing that I want you to take from this, is that God said once they were all on the other side, now they're in their promised land, God said, I want you to set, get 12 men, 12 leaders of this nation, and I want you to send them back into the middle of the river and to each one of them to gather a large boulder, a stone. I want you to go get them to go back into the miracle so they don't forget the miracle. Because I want you to live knowing that God had done a miracle. And so these leaders went back into the miracle and they got a boulder and they took it out to dry land now on their promised land and they made this altar to the Lord. They, they stacked those 12 stones up it was actually in a city called Gilgal. Now, Gilgal became the central of all activity for the Israelites over the years to come as they went through challenges, as they took nations, as they had even defeats. Gilgal was the central place that the nation was set up under. So you need to understand something, that here was this altar of God's miraculous power each Boulder there set up as an altar to God's miraculous power. And here was the camp. I imagine Joshua was closest set up to that altar and those boulders so that each time he could go back to the miracle and say, God, you did this. I know you can take that. He went back so he could go forward. He remembered his past so that he could go into his future. You see, each one of those boulders represented the miraculous power of God. They were remembrance stones. Have you got remembrance stones in your life? Because I know there's been people that have been set free from stuff. You've walked through some things and now you've lost your confidence for the future. I want to take you back by the Spirit of God today and say, here is the stones. What God did here, He's going to do then. He took you through this challenge and I know He's going to take you through that challenge. I want you to know today by the Spirit of God, do not lose your confidence in Jesus' mighty name. You see, even when they were defeated, they were defeated by a, na a nation called Ai. That's a, Ai, that was it. Ai was the nation. Uh, and so they were, they, were, they were defeated. It's another story for another day. You know where Joshua ended up? 
back at the 12 stones. <laughs> he wasn't sure, oh God, this is the end of that. I'm not doing this anymore. You can have the badge of leader of the Israelites. They are just wallies anyway. I'm doing my own thing, starting my own country. <laughs> now, you know what? He went back. He went back. He went back to the stones, the boulders that spoke to him about the miraculous provision of God. This is where I need each one of us today. I need each one of us in this next, these next moments because there's some people here today that we need to encourage one another in the Lord because some of you, as I said, your journey is still young. This is what I want us to do. And I pray we all have a story, but I want you to stand today to remind you, to remind the people around you, to remind those enemy forces that are going to come against you or been coming against you, remind them all of the goodness of God that's taken place in your life. So in just a moment as I read out some things, I want you to stand if that has been your story, that's been your remembrance stone, your stone of remembrance because God has done great things in your life and today I want that stirred up because that's going to be the faith that takes you to the future. If you're already standing and there's some other things, you can wave your hands, you can do whatever you want to do. Here's some things. Did I make myself clear there? Maybe you've gone through some financial challenges but you put God first and you saw his provision and blessing on your finances. I'm just going to keep on going. Maybe there's some situations at work but you brought God in to the situation and you saw him change the situation. Maybe you've been battling sickness in your body, but you experienced the miraculous healing power of Jesus. Maybe you buried loved ones, but you received God's peace and love fill your heart. Maybe God healed you of diseases. Maybe you prayed for loved ones who are away from God and God brought those prodigals home and they returned home. Maybe you went through relational turmoil and it broke your heart, but God healed your broken heart. Maybe you were living without purpose, but you received the call of God and it changed your future. Maybe you thought God had finished with you, but you discovered a whole new chapter. Maybe you were fearful, but you cried out to God and He delivered you from all your fears. Maybe you're wandering in a dark place, but you discovered the light, which is Jesus, and you are born again. I want us all to stand to our feet right now and give Jesus a hand clap of praise for his remembrance stones, for his stones of remembrance. We go ahead with confidence because of what he's taken us through. He's going to take us into something. Don't throw away your confidence, church. You may be seated. The second, here's the thought, build your confidence by remembering the past. For me, I, ha I have a journal for every year. Every year I have a journal that I write in. It's not a dear diary journal, like, dear diary, I'm feeling quite emotional today. I'm feeling quite dark and I'm going to lay in bed. No, no, it, it is honest, but it's not that emo. Um... <laughs> But you know what, I, I just learned that I need to make and build remembrance stones in my life that I don't want to forget. And so I can go back to any year and read through those, those journeys, journeys of faith, sometimes where I was doubting the call of God. 
But I brought that to God. I didn't take it to Facebook. I didn't take it to Instagram or somebody that was going to be negative speaking in my life. I took it to the Lord and said, God, what's up with this? And you know what? That's a remembrance stone when he comes through and speaks into your life. You build remembrance stones in your life and it builds faith for the future. You know that time when, you know, like we were just a young family and we just only had baked beans, you know, to live on for a few weeks? Maybe that has never happened to you. But God, you're faithful. But God, you're good. God, you never let me down. God, what's that song we're singing? Never gonna let me down. Because why? You're good. You are good. Always good. You build remembrance stones in your life. Here's the second thought right here is this. That we not only remember the past. Praise be to God that if you've, uh, we've all had past before Christ, that Christ even takes our past before Christ and make it a story, a beautiful story of our future. Can I hear a good amen? That's what God does. He's so good in our life. The second thought is this, is that we respond to the present. We respond to the present. That's where the writer of Hebrews says to this church, he says, you know what? You need to persevere. You need to persevere. It's like you need to, you need to walk through this. You need to respond to the present. When we're talking about confidence, this is so significant because it's just about a step. It's just about a step. Maybe you're going through something that's a great opportunity or you're on the edge of an opportunity like the Israelites were. And it's an opportunity. It might be challenging, but it's an opportunity. You know, with, with confidence, it's just one step in front of another. Yeah. Stepping ahead. Stepping ahead. That's what they did. The priest says, well, the, the river's raging. No, just one step. And they stopped. And then all the Israelites began to step. You... you when we're talking about confidence, it's about taking a step. Maybe there's some challenges in your life. So what do you do with that? Do you retreat? No, you keep on taking a step. You respond to the present. If you go and shrink and hide now, the next time something will come, you'll just want to go shrink and hide again. And all of a sudden it becomes a pattern in your life where the devil will just beat up on you. And every time that God wants to stretch you or mature you or take you to the next level, you'll just go back and hide behind the curtains. But God wants to take you beyond hiding the curtains because that is not the DNA of a follower of Christ. I'm here not to condemn. I'm here to bring life to you. That God has a new DNA and it's actually one of joy and confidence it's one of joy and confidence stepping ahead you see you see in this passage of scripture the opposite of confidence is actually shrinking back it's actually shrinking back that's where it says here that we don't belong to those who shrink back like that little puppy that you just clip over the ear because he's being like we're not of those that shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Now, I'm just going to dwell on this point just for a minute because, you know, God's woken me up to preach this message to some people, so I'm going to give it to you. I'm telling you in the name of Jesus that God wants to set you free from shrinking back. Maybe even 2018 has been a year where you've just poof, taken blows after blows after blows. So how do I build my confidence again? Well, you know what? Just take one step forward. Just take one step forward. You know, respond to the present. 
Respond to now. Respond to the present. You don't have the future. You have now. The future will come, but it'll actually be a result of the decisions and the steps that you take right now. That's, keep on taking one step and then one step after another. Don't shrink back in disbelief or a lack of courage or saying, you know what, it's just too hard. It might be hard, but you know what? It is a beautiful thing for God to do a work in your life. Because here's the truth, that God always wants to do something incredible in your life. On the mountaintops, experiences, they're moments that inspire us. That's you today. Take a step. Don't shrink back from those moments. You go for it. You say, God, this is my God-given opportunity. Make a mark on the world. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to believe for my business. I'm going to just trust God with the future. But maybe you're on the other end where it's a challenge and it's a valley. You know, the beautiful thing about the valleys is that where the mountaintops inspire us, the valleys mature us. And if you're going to shrink back from this valley, friend, you just might miss out on becoming like Jesus. And Jesus loves you just the way you are, but He refuses to leave you that way because He loves you with an undying, never giving up, always and forever love that says, you know what? You, you're going to become the real you when you become like me, the Son of God. You see, when we refuse to be like God, we actually refuse to be really human. We discover real humanity when we discover how to be like Christ. And that's why God is not going to send valleys your way, but He's going to use them. He wants to use them. Now, if you don't let Him use them, you'll just shrink back and you'll miss this opportunity for God to do something great in your life. Something great in your life. Something incredible in your life. That's going to produce a new wine and a new oil and a new anointing and a new love and a new faith and a new passion and a new zeal for life and a new colour. It's through the valleys that colour is made. It's the hyper colour of heaven that God can even use my valley if I respond to it for beauty. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That is the work of God. Respond to the present. Respond to the present. I want the band to come. I love that scripture that was our promise before. That's a very great reward. You know, when you're confident in God, there is great reward for you. There is great reward in your next step that is attached to your next step. Hebrews 10, 11. Here's here's the last thought here. What was the first thought? That we remember our past. We respond to the present. Here's the third thing about confidence, friend. This is where it all comes back. It all comes back. This is so important, this. We actually return to the cross. We, we return to the cross. Some scriptures before the passage I read to you before is the writer's urge around this, about returning to the cross, because that's where our confidence comes from. It's actually not a self-confidence. Now, I might be talking to mums raising kids today. I might be talking to business people. I'm talking to all of us in one point or other. You contextualize it. You and the Holy Spirit might be your calling, but 
You know, it's not self-confidence. It's God-confidence. And where do we get that God-confidence? Well, it's through the cross. I love this scripture. It says this, Hebrews 10. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place. Because of the blood of Jesus, by His death, Jesus opened up a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, watch this, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean and our bodies have been washed with pure water. What does that speak about? There's one word that summarizes that. What the cross did for us, it's access. It's access to God. It's access to God. It's using old language of the Old Testament plan where priests only could go into the Holy of Holies. Once again, in the Holy of Holies, if you've seen, you know, like Laters of the Lost Ark, you know, it's like the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> might have read the book, but might have seen the movie, you know. The ark represents the promises of God. The ark represents the power of God. The ark also represents the provision of God. That was in the Holy of Holies. And it was through God's sacrifice on a cross that makes it able for you and I. Well, this is world changing right here makes it available, an opportune for us, you and I, through the blood of Jesus, to enter into the Holy of Holies, to gain access into the provision, the power, and the promise of God. It's access. You, you know, when you're in the presence of God and you're with the Father, God, it's there that He'll breathe into your spirit. Confidence and words for every one of life's journeys. It's not self-confidence, but it's God-confidence breathing in you, calling you by name, calling you, say, you know what? Don't look past anymore. Don't look at the, the bad stuff anymore. Look at the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. It's confidence in your God future. It comes when we return to the cross. The cross in the Gospels, not the ABCs, friend, is the whole alphabet. It's the whole alphabet. That what Jesus did for us that permits us into the very presence of God. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray that you are touched by God's Word. If you would like to know more about Tweet Coast Church, please visit tweetcoastchurch.com.au.